Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I'm Layla London, a.k.a. The Curious Girl. Now, just to let you know, this podcast is not suitable for work. It's also not suitable for anybody under 18. But the rest of you consenting adults, let's get ready to talk about my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. All right, here we go. It's like... I can imagine we try to communicate every day. We'll kill each other. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So are you saying that if we get married, we'll need separate houses? Yes, we probably will. We need to date. Why have we not been dating this? Because I'm just tired of dealing with these ding dongs. <laughs> okay. We should. I mean, listen, all right. We're not going to talk about that right now. Maybe I need to end this podcast at the end of this year because I just don't know if I can fucking do this anymore. I didn't get married because I knew good and well I would be a terrible partner to someone. I knew that about myself. Ever since I said I'm not dating outside of the lifestyle, I don't have any problems. I just really don't. I get women that already come submissive and... We just have to work on that dynamic, but I don't have those same struggles these guys have. Hey everyone, welcome to the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. I am Layla. I have a returning guest, someone who hasn't been on the show for quite a while, who has been on the show a lot in the early years. We used to just sit and have these great conversations, and I've had a lot of requests people wondering about this guest. And so I thought, you know what? Let's have him back on. Sir Inc., welcome to the Curious Girl Diary. Thank you for having me back again. And people are asking for me what they're asking for. They just want to know, like, what's going on. I think people like, you know, listening to us, what we were saying, and our banter back and forth, our chemistry, all that stuff. You know, it's like you get to be a voyeur on our conversations because we just and shoot the shit and we just let it rip. And I think people like that. Right. Oh, well, hey, I, I mean, we do have great conversations. I got to admit. I know. I've, I we've that. had a lot. And you're good for my soul. I need you. Yes. You know, the crazy part, you know, you know, we don't talk for weeks at a time, but when we do talk, we talk for hours at a time. So it's like, I can imagine we try to communicate every day. We'll kill each other. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. Are you saying that if we get married, we'll need separate houses? Yes, we probably will. Oh, okay. You know what? I mean, 
I'm so fine with that. Don't you think so? Don't you like having your own space sometimes? I do. I really if you, if you tripped over my drawers in the middle of the night, you'd be ready to strangle me. <laughs> well, I mean, are they cute drawers? Well, yeah, there'll there'll be something. something (laughs) I think as I've gone along, what I've realized is, for me, what makes keeps that chemistry and that passion alive is there's a little bit of scarcity. That's important because what is that they say? Um, Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yes, it does. Yeah, it's true. Yes, it does. It's true, and they also say familiarity breeds contempt, and it kind of does it kind of does so we got a good little ebb and flow even though i do voyeur on your page and you voyeur on mine from time to time i get to hear you laugh and, and say crazy stuff i'm like listen to this woman listen to this what did she just say i get i just laugh i know because i have no filter it's as i've gotten older it's gotten way worse like today i mean just it's I'm almost thinking I'm going to turn into one of those women like you can't take me anywhere because I have a filter. But as an example, today I'm sitting there, I'm parked, you know, in a parking space. This woman pulls up, parks so close. She tries to create a space next to me where there isn't one. And like, she's so damn close. Like if I opened my door, it'd be hard for me to get out. And I was, it was literally like, I'm looking at her trying to make eye contact, like, hey, bitch, I'm fucking here. And I was about ready to open my door and go, could you give me a can opener to get the fuck out of my car? What are you thinking? You know, like that's the shit that goes through my head. I'm just, I'm just not nice all the time. Are you about to go Karen on them? I would say that I'll openly admit I have a healthy amount of what people call, like to call Karen, but not in the way where... I don't think it's obnoxious. I think it's just the extreme, the extreme of what we know Karen to be. Yeah, no, I think I, where I I'm at Karen is with the obvious stuff. It's when people lack. I'm the opposite of the Karen. So if someone's lacking the common sense, observa- common sense, or their observation skills aren't kicking on all cylinders, and then because of that, you're inconveniencing me. That's when I'm like, oh, bitch, you know. Okay, now I'm going to let it rip. And people are always surprised when you just say exactly what the situation is. If you don't get out and try to handle it with, I guess, downplay it. But I always feel like adults shouldn't don't need to be coddled, but maybe they do. What do you think about that? Because this is going to lead right into dating. This is going to lead right into our well, primary we, conversation. We, we right right I don't like people, so we could talk about it. I don't like people either. I really don't. <laughs> I just find myself thinking there's a lot of stupid people in the world. That's why you and I are so. That's why you and I are such good friends. We're like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I try to keep myself uh, very balanced and my mindset balanced, and you know, look at all the information and decipher it. And you can tell when you talk to certain people, like, oh, all right, you hate to categorize people, but you know, you have free thinkers and you have people that think what people tell them. And it's just too much of that. And so even even like with the dating thing, like, woo-wee. Mm. So when you text me and said, I, I have a topic, I was like, oh, okay. I got a lot to say on that one. We could, mm-hmm. Yeah, let's jump in because I've been talking about this in my podcast. What I've been saying is like, I've been doing this for seven years now. I can say that I've seen a 
obvious shift in men. And it's strange. I think a lot of it goes back to, you know, the women not, I guess, liking men or there's just, well, actually, maybe that's not fair to say. I'm not sure what the fuck is going on. That's probably a better, that's the more obvious truth here. But there has been a shift in men being men, and I'm all about a man being a man. And I feel like men are afraid to be men, or they haven't had good examples of what it it means to be a man and how to court and date a woman and all that stuff. And even regardless of the depth of the relationship that you're hoping to see happen, it could be just like just for tonight, but there was always some courting and smoothness. And now I feel like men have become a little bit impotent, the ones I'm running across lately. And I don't mean in their penises, I mean in their actions and how they can move the dating process along. They're just kind of sitting back, like waiting for you to do it. And I'm like, I am the fucking woman. Who has the vagina and who has the penis? What do you think? I think all of us, and I'm not saying you and I, but I just think a lot of people are spoiled. I think these men are spoiled because- They're soft. Yeah, and you know, we can say soft, right? But they're just spoiled. Spoiled in a way that society has spoiled all of our kids. It spoiled all the kids and all the younger men. And so the way I see it is the younger guys just been spoiled, period. No one really raised them with the belt or any rules, so to say, man-wise, right? So you have generations of men who really don't know how to put their foot on the gas. They really don't know how to put their foot on the gas. They never had a man show them, open up the hood, it's how you change the oil, this is how you check the transmission fluid. You know, like just basic man stuff and the knowledge that when I was younger, <laughs> we was in our 20s, we would work. All week, then on Friday night, we would run down to the store, buy some fresh clothes, go out to the club, you know, and like, this is the whole thing. and it was like, how many numbers can we get? But always, and maybe I'm spoiled because the city I live in is a restaurant town. We always were different dudes. So we always would like to find nice little in the cut spots that I told a friend of mine, like you could spend Friday's money in a really nice restaurant here in Philly. It'll be something to cut. You really won't know, but you can find a place where you can spend Friday's money, but you don't go to Friday's for a first date. And so like, he didn't even understand that in our late twenties, early thirties, like you can't go to Friday's on your first date, bro. Just can't do that. And he was trying to justify this in front of women. And they were like, hell no. But even still, even my friend that was talking that even had the mindset of meet a girl, call her to take her out. And that is just not it anymore. And I think women have spoiled their sons and coddled them. And the fathers didn't do enough to regulate what goes on in the house. Do you think it's because there weren't enough dads around? No, even the dads in the house, they saw they spoiled their kids. Cause we, we grew up like, let me get my kids what I didn't have. But we didn't understand what they say, spoil, you know, uh, spare the rod, spoil the child. So, like, we, we raised generational spoiled men, and it started in my generation, honestly. And so that's why 
the dating field for you if you're dating anywhere between 40 and 60 they all these dudes are all the same there's no real men i've lost several friends over the past year over dude me just i don't respect them as men just doing stuff that's like you know like uh i had this one guy that would tell me one thing but then he says something different to another friend of mine about some something between us I'm like, you know, I had to correct him a few years ago. Then I had to do it to him again. But then I had to just cancel him all the way out as a friend. Because I'm like, listen, if we're friends, like, you could always just come straight to me. I've known you for, like, 25 years. We know each other's family. Like, I don't understand how you can't say what you feel straight to me. So it's either a couple of things. Either what you think about this situation is ultimately it, and you're in that zone, or you're scared to talk to me. Either way, you can't be my friend. Because I'm not an unapproachable person. So you're just in your mind, you, you've you already concocted this story in your mind about the situation. Because when you really want to know, you ask the person, like, listen, da 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 When you are really friends with somebody, you have uncomfortable conversations. I just did that earlier with someone that's I've been, you know, I've seen a little bit. And I felt like things were starting to veer in a direction that I wasn't excited about and and he kind of he goes oh i could tell you're really interested you know because you could tell by my response on text and i i voice memoed him back because i hate texting and i said you're right i'm not interested in what i believe you're suggesting please correct me if i'm wrong because here's the impression that i'm getting i feel i was very clear up front about what i'm looking for and what i want we were on that path. And now it feels like a little more where the needs of both parties involved aren't being met and it's one-sided and it's skewed towards you and you have every right to have that. You just can't have it with me. <laughs> Basically, that was, the, that was what I was saying. And I just said, if I'm interpreting this wrong, which I'm totally open to that because, you know, I haven't asked you or questioned you about it. But this, but the impression I'm getting, and so let me know. And if if I'm correct, I wish you the best. But if not, maybe we need to course correct a little bit. And that was me being polite. <laughs> of course, I have no reason not to be right because I I like this person and I care about them. Yeah, I mean, you just have an upfront conversation. We need to eliminate any gray areas. So let's just be right. clear. Exactly. You really have to be exact. You have to be exact with people out here because until you know somebody, know somebody, you have. This is how the getting along process and finding out where we really are and where we started months later can change, right? But when it, if it starts changing, then everybody needs to say what's changing. If it's different, if a schedule changes, when your feelings change or your behavior changes, what's up? Right. It's the behavior. It's the behavior I've known. You know, it's like, it's a little different. And say what it is. It's okay. Where, wherever you are, it's okay. And the thing is, it's okay to feel what you feel. But when you start doing something, taking it in a different direction without notification, it's like being a passenger in a vehicle. I trust you with the keys. You're driving. We're supposed to be going down 95 and you veer off on 81. I'm, what we doing? I feel like the car is turning. 
Yeah. I'm looking for, it's like I'm in a Tesla and the automatic driver, the automatic pilot's on, and now I need to take over and go, no, that's not the best way to go because that's going to be more problem trouble than it's worth. Let's go this way because it's the better route. <laughs> but did he even ask you why? Did he even try to compare where he was going with it and what you said? Did he even come back with anything? I don't know. I just sent it like an hour ago. I haven't had a response yet. We'll see. Oh, wow. <laughs> this, is, this is fresh paint. This is hot oh, off. Yeah, yeah, hot off the press. This is fresh paint. It is. It is. Okay. Well, we'll see how he responds. I know. But I want to ask you. So over seven years, like I said, I've seen a marked difference in the quality of men I was coming across to now. And I wonder, I see, I'm always asking myself, you know, maybe I mean, I'm, I'm kind of first for the self-examination, like maybe it's me, but I'm wondering, you'd started kind of really heavily doing this podcasting and stuff like what, five years ago? Mm-hmm. Probably 2018. Yes. So have you seen a difference? Are you picking up what I'm saying? Or is it different with, you know, you're a man, you're dating women? Like, what do you see out there that's changed? Or maybe not. Maybe it's the same. I see a bunch of children. Are women getting more difficult? Not for me. I don't deal with difficulties. I don't. I cut it off at the root. Like We don't do that. If you're not trying to live good, have a good time, drink and eat good, have a damn good conversation, and anything else behind that is fantastic and delicious, if that ain't for you, then please raise your hand and we will pull over and let you out because all I want over here is fantastic and delicious. I don't need no fucking problems. I don't need any problems. I got my own. I'm holding my thing together. Pull your thing together. Let's get together, have a good time so we can like forget about all that stuff. We don't live together, so we don't have to deal with each other every day and all that stuff, your stuff and my stuff. So it's, it's real simple. I make life simple. I'm a really simple person to date. Okay, we need to date then. We need to date. Why have we not been dating this? Because I'm just tired of dealing with these ding-dongs. <laughs> we should. I mean, listen. <laughs> All right, we're not going to talk about that right now. We're not going to talk about that right now. But no, listen, no. But the dating field, man, I just don't think people know what they want. I just think people think I need to be in something. And then they're weighing this idea of what relationships were taught to them or shown to them or societal standards. And they're trying to figure it out in that box. But there's so many unhappily living together people, whether they're married or not, it's like they accept that being unhappy is a part of being in a relationship. And that's quite sad. So I'm not in a rush to be in a relationship only because you have to, I really have to find someone who really wants to enjoy life for me. I don't want someone that's overthinking to the point where it's regressive to our relationship. So that's a, that's a you problem. And I can't do that because I lived with someone like that before. So I can't do that. I need progression and, and all that man self-made drama and self-made problems. I can't deal with somebody like that. We got real problems to deal with. Right. 
So I don't really want to deal with some stuff that I'm I'm pooping on myself. Come on, man. We can't do that, right? But I just think the young girls, everybody got surgeries. So, I mean. Everybody you know, has what? Surgeries? surgeries. Yeah. All the young women don't care if you want to be a family. They just want to have a baby and be successful. They don't really care about being with a man or even having that kind of man in their life, what we used to consider men and men like my, myself and men of my gener some of the men of my generation. When I say my generation, I mean generation of the kind of men we are. And that generation of men is getting smaller. Like my son is going to be a man, but he's going to be like one out of, uh, or three out of 10 men, men in the world. That's, I mean, in their, in their generation, you know, for every 10, I mean, it's kind of crazy. Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I look to like men like my dad, men like my grandfather, you know, very traditional and like epitome of like masculine energy, you know, and where are these guys? I, I feel like I, if the ones that are out there, I zero in on, but they're really so few and far between. And I just, I feel like that's kind of what leads to a lot of people's dissatisfaction they don't they don't know it and they can't put their finger on it but men and women we have specific roles and what we're capable of and the way and especially when we the way we can complement each other or work against each other and i i feel like i'm wondering if you're encountering the younger women are they looking for real men or do they just not know enough to appreciate what a real man is all about I don't know. Younger women, they're so into their phones and things like that. I can't even really, can't even really deal with them, honestly. And if I dealt with a young lady, she probably would be from somewhere else. But here in the States, as a matter of fact, even in Brazil, like everybody's into their phones and I'm like, yo, what is wrong? What's going on? Like we're so more disconnected that when you're in a room of friends, like everybody put their phones down. Let's enjoy each other's company, but everybody's on their phones. I know so, it's weird, don't you think? Yeah. So my circle of friends, like when we get together for fight parties or we having couples, you know, it's like a couples kind of thing or whatever. We all bring dates. Like we don't be on our phones. Like somebody could pick up their phone, and but no one's on their phone. There's a difference of picking up your phone, checking to make sure everything's right, or. You might have to make a quick call or something to make sure the kids is good or something, but just being on your phone. But when I look over with young people, they're all taking pictures of their food. And I mean, I get it. That's how they function, but it's a more 
disconnected way of being in a relationship. Yeah. So I would say, so for me growing up, I saw, you know, like we're talking about, you're saying everybody's on their phones, like taking pictures of an aspect of an event. But I felt like growing up, like my parents, the circles that they traveled in, like they had dinner parties all of their friends that were couples, they would host these big dinner parties and the women dressed to the nines, men dressed, and they were engaging with each other. Obviously, people weren't fucking looking at their phones. I mean, you know what I mean? These were about events and socializing and having a good time. And they would, you know, these parties would go to all hours at night. You know, obviously I had to go to bed way before, you know, everybody went home, that kind of stuff. But like as a little kid, you know, you would see this and how glamorous and beautiful the women looked and how attractive and dominant the men were and the way these couples looked together and interacted. And it was just like, that's my impression, you know, and what I grew up with. And now it's kind of like, like you said, somebody, if someone wants to take you you know, you can't go from that to somebody wants to take you on a first date to Fridays <laughs> for the happy hour special or something like oh that. My it's God, like, duh. What? Oh my God. Duh. Oh my God. Duh. Or even worse. No, no, it's even worse than that. Let me tell you, maybe, maybe that would be a, a step up from just guys like the first thing they do, the first thing they want to fucking do when I start chatting with them online is show me their fucking dick. Let me just tell you, the dick pickers have low IQs. Are we still back to that? We go back to the dick pickers. They still do it. They still do it. And I'm like, this just shows me. It says so much more than they actually <laughs> realize. It's like. In our minds, we think if I show it to you, you're, you're going to want it. Like, you'll find me like you want that. You know what I'm saying? Because we just think that's, men just think that's what it is. Like, you see that. But, but you know, you know, to seduce a woman, you have yeah. to get to her mind. Well, you can't do it visually. Men are visual. I understand that. Totally understand that. We understand that. That's why we dress and we want to look a certain way for you. That's our way of seducing you. It doesn't translate the same. I want to tell men this. We are not, that's not how you get in our panties. So let me tell you this. So I had a conversation with a 25-year-old young Dominican girl, young lady. Let me say young lady, beautiful young lady. And because I was like, you know, you're not um like, you don't have a boyfriend? She was like, no, um, you know, I can't, I don't like the guys my age and I don't really like older guys. So right now I'm just... By myself, you know, I just be with my family and I travel. I go back to DR, travel. So I'm like, all right, cool. So we started talking some business stuff about travel, doing tours to DR. But she was saying like, oh, I was like, well, what's wrong with the guys your, your generation? She said the problem with them is they don't even know how to pay a parking ticket. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> she said they're so dumb. They don't even know how to pay a park. Like, they're so coddled. They don't even know how to fucking pay a parking ticket. Please excuse my language. But she was like, yo, they don't even know how to pay a parking ticket she was so emphatic about that emphatic like yo these guys are useless like i want to she like and i'm not even the type that want to go to work every day and you know be this independent woman and and can be combative she's like i want to just chill 
Like, I want to just be a wife, you know, have a job, make sure that money is coming in the house. But I really just want to be a family woman. She's like, I really don't go out, so I'm just want to chill. She's like, but all these guys, they're like, she like they dumb. They don't know how to pay. They don't know how to pay parking tickets. I'm like, damn. So yeah. imagine. What so this is not the with. guy you can count on to defend you when shit hits the fan, and you need to know that this guy is going to protect his woman. The guy that can't pay a parking ticket, or the guy that fucking dick pics. Listen. Yeah. But they might be the same dude. He can't pay a parking ticket, but he can pull his his, his dick out. Well, you I know guess what I'm saying. Like these guys sound like the same, the same guy, right? Dude. They're, they're fitting a. They're fitting a, a stereotype, <laughs> a category. Come on. That this breaks my heart too, because like I love men so much. Like manliness and the physicality of men and just everything masculine, I love. And when men start turning into women through their actions and they don't know how to lead, it's for me, it's like, oh God, it's such but a women, it's just, But women don't require us to lead. That's what happens when women become the leaders. I agree. A lot of men can be innately lazy. So if you're like, I'm not, if they're, not if they're interested, this is why we need that polarity. That's the whole point I'm trying to bring about is, you know, it's like, have you ever heard that? Is this the face that launched a thousand ships? That is what it's men will rise up and they're motivated to protect. What's theirs? What is theirs? It's their woman. It's their family. It's their property. It's their thing, right? That gives men an incentive. And if a woman doesn't understand how to motivate that in a man and help cultivate that, that's not through tearing him down. It's not through evangelizing him. It's not through keeping him under your thumb. That's Women have to stop trying to create scenarios they don't really want. So here we go, right? So another problem is it's cause and effect. So you have all these women are saying, "I get, I get, I'm this and that. I got success." And I, da, 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 da. What happens is when you come to a household, and we've talked about this before. When it comes to a household, how does that woman know how to come up off her perch and be a feminine woman to her man? Now, she's used to doing a lot of things her way. A lot of things go correct. I'm not going to lie. She may have success. But now you're in a relationship, you might have to back up off of that a little bit to have a good relationship. But the thing about women is, and that the problem with women have is that they lost how to use their femininity. They've replaced their femininity with aggression. So men only know how to deal with aggression aggressively, right? And then sometimes a man will be like, Okay, since you know every fucking thing and you got your own money, then do it yourself then. Because what men have realized in relationships is they're the fix-it men. They're not there to prevent the fire. She's so headstrong and can't fall back off her perch that she's going to go ahead into this wall. So now all I've become is the Mr. Fix-It guy. I just fixed the problem. I don't even get the chance. I don't even get the right to tell you I told you so. Like, that's what dudes is dealing with. So a feminine woman knows, be the boss or whatever at work, come home, be feminine to your man. He may want to go in a direction that you're not feeling, but there's a way that you can use your softness to get him to bend your way. Yes. But they've lost that. They think they're going to battle ideas. You can't battle ideas with a man when a man is logical. You know what I'm saying? But if you want him to see your way, which you might have the better view, 
is how do you woo him to that? Well, people don't want to finesse anything. Everybody think they can just come with intellect and intellect. It doesn't work. No one knows their role. So now men become lazy. They're like, all right, well, you do it then. I'm just over here on my PlayStation or whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, you know everything where you want to go tonight. Like that now you take the power out of men planning. Like women don't understand how they come in with that mindset. Then the young girls, the younger women, they don't even want to have relationships. They just like they want they want to date, but they want to have a baby. They really don't want a family. I had a young girl, she like 32. She was like, Yeah, I just want a baby. I was like, You don't want to get married? She like, uh, I, I wanna have a baby, I'm getting older. Like this is the mindset, y'all. This is that because she doesn't see the value of a man and like and what that brings and they don't they don't value relationships. I got some personal stuff I can tell you after this is over, but they don't value relationships, man. They see each other as just we just did it. We was cool for a minute. We had a kid. We just had a kid. Like when I had my son, you know, I wasn't married. Like I was trying to be in a relationship. You know, I was trying to make it work. Like they're this younger generation, a lot of them, not all of them, not all of them, not all of them, but a lot of them are just out here. And, you know, they're like, well, I made it to this point. So I guess it's time for me to have a baby. Like there's no planning in it. It just happenstances. And so to your point, even about men, even to that point, like nothing is really done with intent and a collaborative intent. You know, like men aren't intentional about how they want to date calling you, hey, look, you want to go out? I got I got a couple of choices for you. Here you go. What you want to do? Okay. You know, you should dress. If we go into this place, it's casual dress. You know, you could probably wear, I could probably wear some some pants with some sneakers, a little button up. Or you could wear a dress, sundress with the little wedges. Or it's a stiletto night. What You know, what we doing? But guys don't have to work for women like that. Women do everything. So guys don't have to do it. So when you have that, guys seem a little weaker and softer, but they're just used to women just calling all the shots. And they just go along for the ride because they're innately lazy. It's the people, it's the guys like me that's doing the correction. And I'm a different breath of air for these for these women. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not, I'm coming with, with a whole lot of intent and a whole lot of clarity and a whole lot of giving you options. This is what we're doing. Okay, we're going out this time, being on time. You know, not being on my phone, being very engaging. They're not used to that. They're just not used to that. I've had girls that I went out on dates with be like, damn, thank you. Like, I didn't even expect this. I didn't even expect to have this kind of a time. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't, they never talk. Like, I read books. I still read books. How about that? You do. I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> get all my information off of TikTok and YouTube. I know. I actually read books. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I've actually traveled to several different countries and across the United States. So I, I have a little more experience. So I, I have a lot to talk about. We could talk about various things, spiritual stuff. It's just it's just uncommon. And it's sad because this used to be the men that I, I was raised by. So it's like, you know, they had some level of spirituality, whether it be through the church, but they were men. They worked two jobs and great dudes, family men. Like I've seen solid men. They were men. I just don't see this nowadays. I know. I, I'm with you. I feel a little, I feel a little bewildered, I guess, or, or like, what is going on? This is why I wanted to have this conversation with you. I wanted to see, hey, am I the only one seeing this? I don't think so. And then, and then look at it, right? So when we were younger, well, when we were coming up, you had to really work 
to get a girl, right? You have to practice on your game. You have to know what to say. You have to make sure your clothes is right. But the TikTok and the Instagram has made it so easy to see what you're getting early, right? Guys don't really have to work hard for girls no more. And there's so many girls. And then women have devalued themselves sexually to the point where, what's a guy working for? Like, you're a great woman, right? You're a great woman, high value. But uh, it's 20 other girls, is they're just ready to have sex. You know, like, you know, the value system is messed up. And guys just don't see it. Because I would have to work for a woman like you. Or I can stay over here with these raggedy Jones that have about five of them. You know, it's like, what makes a guy want to have a quality woman? It's well, difficult. I don't. Okay. It's not difficult, but there's a that's but a guys question. Guys love sex, as we said. This guys love sex. I know. We know so that. Like, it's like take the multitude or do the high quality. That's why guys used to work so hard because you could, you know, you had to. You so had when to you got a valuable woman, you held on to her. You like, oh shit, I'm not letting her go. Nowadays, it's kind of like oh, I can have a valuable, I can have three or four. Kind of raggedy Jones, but it's different. For, like they women have devalued themselves so much, and a lot of women are just lonely and they don't know how to deal with loneliness. So they they'll take chances and give guys chances that they shouldn't. Oh, yeah, I, I just I, I I see it all around, and I am experiencing it, and that's why I just recently was like, okay, within that seven year window. I was able to give, there was a group of younger guys, younger than me, that got all that. They they still had, I guess, some common sense. Like they knew like, okay, this is what I got to do to get a woman. And and they would. And now, so as, as I've, as seven years later, I can't maintain that same age bracket of guys because it's laughable. I mean- the standard has gone so low and I'm just like, fuck. All around. It's ridiculous. And I know it's, it's a two-sided problem. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to just talk about men, but obviously, you know, I'm heterosexual. So that's what I'm encountering. But I also see it in the younger woman as well, that they just don't know, like they wouldn't, you know, if you lined up 10 fucking masculine amazing men they wouldn't pick up on the same shit that i do because i'm like that's a fucking man right there that has value you get that guy fucking make him feel like a man remind him that he's a man every day support him use your fucking feminine wiles to boost him up that's it don't tear him down boost him up that's it we have lost that you can get, you can attract more bees with honey than vinegar. We've lost that. We've we've really have like women. Women have no no one has any finesse. Men don't have finesse. Women don't have finesse. Everybody's just effing each other. God, I, mean, I miss seriously. the good. I miss the good seducers. Like where the art of seduction. I mean, if a woman is properly seduced, by the time you get into her pants, she is going to unleash on you. All of your fantasies, <laughs> because. But the girl I just met, she just blew me off the night that we went out, and so I ain't had to work for that. We went to Fridays, and she. Went <laughs> to Fridays. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's, it's too. I'm telling you, it's, it's so horrible. It's so horrible out here. It's. It is. Thank you. I'm so glad. <laughs> horrible out here. 
Thank you for saying horrible. It's horrible right now. I kind of felt like I was maybe losing my mind. I'm like, okay, maybe it's just me. Because I always look, first place I look is to myself. You know, like, okay, what am I doing wrong? Because I know that's the easiest thing to fix. If I'm doing something wrong or there's a problem and I need to course correct, that's within my control. And I am more than happy to do it. But it's, I'm finding myself in this weird spot after all this time. It's not like when I started, I, it is not what it was back then, seven years ago. And I'm kind of going, huh, okay, maybe I need to end this podcast at the end of this year. Cause I just don't know if I can fucking do this anymore. This keep up with this bullshit. <laughs> I'm losing brain cells. Maybe we need to say at the end of this, we're getting, at the end of uh, seven years, we need to. I told you I was I was looking into other things to do to expand my my platform in a way where I could talk about more things. But I, I don't think I'll be able to do it underneath the Sir Ain't Marquee. But at any rate, these kind of conversations need to be had because They do. I wish honestly if I could roll the I would love to like let's just go back to like I wasn't alive in the nineteen fifties, but you know, where family families were important and I mean, you could just be as slutty as you want with your partner and whatever kind of kinks you guys have, that's fine. Cause you can be as kinky as you want, but you, but I mean, as far as the commitment to each other and to a partner and like, I I'm, maybe I'm an anomaly. I, I'm kinky, but I have these strong family values, you know, cause that's what I was raised with. I think a lot of us think like that. But I think with the changing of the times and social media is such a hard influence on people's lives, man. Like social media is going to be a study when they go back and look at this area. Like how does some of them people survive it? Because I'm not really, I see it as a game, you know, um, but I don't, I'm not reacting off of everything I see off of social media, but people are dialed in. They don't know any, anything else. That is their source of news. That's what they feed themselves. And again, like I said, I read books. I, I know. And that shit is fake. Stuff. It's like, a thing, I mean, nobody puts forth their worst. It's their photoshopped, most perfect. Let me paint the picture of what I want you to believe my life is. It's not what it really is. It's all booty shaking. And it's funny because I was watching a podcast and I, I forget the young lady's podcast, but I'll, I'll send you the link. I forget her name because it just came up on my YouTube but she was reacting to a video of a girl that did an OnlyFans page. And she said for the first seven months, it was good. But then it got really, you know, she hit a wall. And then she was like looking at all the messages she was getting and it was getting crazy. So she was like, wow, I didn't, she didn't really sign up to do it for that. Like, you know, she's like, I got married, man, da, 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 guys, you know, asking her for, you know, indecent photos and all kind of, you know, porn and all that stuff. And she was like, damn, like, I don't even like guys anymore. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, but it's like what you're putting out there, sweetheart, you're going to attract them kind of guys. You know what I mean? And don't let that ruin you with all, with all men or the view of men. But if you putting your butt in your, in your, if you waving that meat in front of lions, they're going to roar. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage 
all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And this is a, one of the primary reasons that I've chosen to stay anonymous and I've chosen not to do any kind of OnlyFans or shit like that because it's a weird, it's a fine line to walk to say, I want to be totally open to be able to talk about this stuff, but it's not for the, it's not for the f- attempt to be pornographic. It's for the attempt to kind of like seek the truth about myself and what am I really into? And let me see how deep into my, you know, the recesses of my sexuality I can go. And I hope that sharing it helps other people. But it's not to be a porn star. It is not to be known and recognized. I give two shits about, I think women that do, that have Instagram and Instagram models and all that shit, I think want fame. They, they're hungry for attention. I don't want that. I want to live a normal life. But I also feel like people, you know, exploring and knowing themselves better and sexuality as part of it is helpful. But I have no desire to be known out there in the world by my face and my body and like look up my hoo ha. Zero appeal to me. And that was the and that was the the thing that the young lady that was, you know, doing a reaction to it, she was saying, you know, you put that stuff out there. And it's out there. And it's out I mean, there. You can't take it back. You can't take it back. You can't no. take it back. And so she's like, damn, would you want your boss in your naked photos? But when you're young, you don't think like that. You don't think like, well, this ain't forever. Because you're thinking, well, I'm making money. This is. This I know. Is, I can keep doing this. Like, beauty runs out, baby. I know. Beauty runs out. You better yeah. hope. So now you're putting yourself in the market like, hopefully. Some ball players, something wants me, but the ball players don't want to get married. They're not tripping. You can be a baby mama, but you can't get married. A lot of ball players, a lot of NBA players are not getting married. Yeah, I think a lot of people aren't getting, we already know this, a lot of people aren't getting married. And that's, you know, I mean, I, I haven't gotten married, but I'm not opposed to it. You know what? I didn't see here, I did it for different reasons. I didn't get married because I knew good and well. I would be a terrible partner to someone. I knew that about myself. Why a terrible partner? Mm, I just mean that I knew that there. I had to figure myself out first. That, and I think because I don't think you're ready in your twenties. I I stand by that. I think when people are about thirty five, thirty six, that's a, you start really kind of coming into yourself, and you start you're in a much better position to make a long-term committed relationship work. And just, I don't care what society is saying, pushing you to do it before that. 
that's why our divorce rate's so high. You got kids marrying kids. It's just the chances that you're going to make it over the long haul and be happy together while you're still growing and figuring out yourself are very slim. Not that it doesn't happen, but it's, we already know statistically it doesn't happen that often. So I was willing to wait. And I, like I said, I honestly knew if you guys that wanted to get married to me, you know, and I just, it's so interesting. Let me just tell you, it's so interesting because I did a private podcast episode with a guy that who I, we were so in love, but, and he wanted to get married. And as much as I loved him, and I mean, I really did. And this is a dominant guy, professional, like baseball player. Like we were fucking crazy for each other. You know, at 25, he's like, wanted to get married. And I was like, no, like I broke my own heart because I knew we would have gone down in flames, you know? And now that we're older, we did, he did a private podcast with me and I put that, you know, we did a recording, we put it on the private podcast. We talked about all this stuff and he, and it's just like, now that we're like, this would be a better time to come together than it ever would have been back then. Right. You just, he can see it. Now that you look back on it, like, yeah, I wasn't ready. I was right. I was right. I didn't, I'm not saying I had, I didn't have it all together back then, but I like, I knew in my core, you are not ready for marriage. It's a big commitment. I saw what it took because I had a good example. Right. And I knew I'm like, "Mm -mm, I can't, I'm too immature right now. I can't do it. Yeah. That's why I would admit, but I did back then. And I'm so glad. Right. Yeah. That's why I waited until I turned 30. And even then, I probably should have waited yeah, to 35 to get married. I'd have had a little bit more experience. I'd have been a little bit more patient, more knowledgeable. I should have waited till I was 35. It's a crapshoot anyway, it right? Is. I mean, it is. I mean, life life is what it is. Yeah, life is a crapshoot. But you have a. I think you have a better chance. Also, you're more, for women especially, I feel like with our sexuality and kind of, you know, really kind of settling into our own feminine sexual energy and all that good stuff, it takes a while. You've got to get past a certain stage because that takes, you know, in order to really be settled in your, with what you want sexually and be open to different things and be good at seducing a man and then and also letting him lead and just all that yin and yang and all that stuff. It's harder. You can't, I mean, in my twenties, like I thought I was good, but now I know I'm fucking great. <laughs> exactly. That's what we, that, hey, listen. You see what I mean? That's Perfect. the difference. That's the I difference. Know. When you know what you're doing. I know what I'm doing. I care about my pleasure. I care about my partner's pleasure. And I'm less inclined to say no to things and put things in a box because I'm like, hey, we're consenting adults. You said you want to do what or try what? Okay. I don't know. Maybe let's, I'm usually saying yes. <laughs> well, I mean, because we're, we're, like you said. Because I'm confident. You're confident. You know yourself. Why not? I know. That's what we're here to do. It's a much better place. It is a much so, better place. Yeah. Yeah. But so, okay. Do you see that, like I was saying, where I see like that men have changed the, the sentiment of men, the, 
the kind of men I'm running across, the free roaming wild men out there, do you, they're different than they were seven years ago. Do you find that too? Amongst women? Yeah. Yes. And I, and I know that amongst men because we talk to them all the time and, you know, in my what do you, what do you think is hardest, uh, what's hard for men right now to, to like, what's the hardest thing to deal with? Like this new batch of women, like what's hard? I don't know how they do it. I, I don't, I don't, I don't deal with them. Uh, you know, because like, why? Like what what is it that's a turn off? What is it that you just say no? I mean, you know, every since I like, and you've known me for a while. Ever since I said I'm not dating outside of the lifestyle, I don't have them problems. I just really don't. I get women that already come submissive, and we just have to work on that dynamic. But I don't have those same struggles these guys have. I just don't. I'm not even trying to have that struggle. I was there, and I'm never trying to go back to that ever again. I'm good. Now, I'll date a, a regular girl. You know, I'll date a regular girl, but... I won't take her serious. I won't take her serious because it's gonna we we we're gonna butt heads on stuff. So I like the already made submissive woman. And when I mean submissive, I don't even mean. Can we define that? Because here's when I I think submissive. I think women when they hear that word, yeah, it's triggering. It is because they think submissive means weak, and it's not. To me, submissive means fucking strong as hell that's because if you can actually let someone else lead it's it doesn't mean you're weaker and and people think that i think but for me it's respecting ultimately respecting our differences in our just biology and the way we're wired and how we're meant to complement each other and to me when you have when you're with a dominant male and you're submissive to that it doesn't mean you're weak it means that you respect what he brings and he respects what you bring. And together, that's when shit fucking ignites. It's like a powder keg. It's so incredible. Well, the, the thing about submission too, and I get that it could be triggering for those that really don't understand it, is really compliant, just being compliant. And just know that when you're with me, you don't have to think. Like, just be yourself. Like, and I think. The thing that if I go out with a woman, I think the thing that she feels without me being like, I don't have to be overbearing. I just, just being a man allows a woman to just be more feminine. And I think what they enjoy about being around me is how my personality allowed their femininity to come out. And they're like, wow, I really had a good time because you weren't expecting it. You had your walls up because you're used to the jerks. I get it. You didn't know how this was going to go. But now he's like, damn, he's real cool. He got conversation. And it, allowed, it allows them to relax. You ain't got to overthink about what's going on with me. That's what's going on in my head or what my intentions are. I'm just trying to have a good time. It could end, it could end with me dropping you off. It could, it could end the next morning. you know. But I'm good. I don't have to have anything. I'm really trying to enjoy your company, you know, because I, because what I do like is really good femininity. I like, I really enjoy femininity. It is beautiful, man. It is beautiful. And it's real beautiful with a woman that really knows how to wield it. Cause there's nothing a man won't do. Like that's so, a, but this a is man can say, we going left. 
A man will fucking conquer nations, slay dragons for you when you know how to wield it. That is it right there. And And the look and the baby and the feminine, just make a man be like, but you want to go right? All right, we can go right. You know what I I mean? I know. In the end, we know we're going to have to fix it if it don't go well. It's a way to, it's a way to, instead of saying, well, the right is the right way to go because, like, don't meet me with that. Meet me with, come on, baby. You know, I think right is better. You know, it's just a, this is a way a woman could use her femininity. That I know. That because, okay, don't take this the wrong way, but let me tell you what my mom told me. My mom said, because if you're in your feminine and all this, you, women are very smart and we're way more complex. Men are, you guys are more straightforward and, and simple. And that, that, I don't mean simple in a, in a non-intelligent no, that's way. that's 100%. Right, you know, totally we just have, we have a lot of mind stuff. And so my mom would tell me that you can still get what, like there's, you're not, not getting what you want. You can still get what you want out of a man, but you have to understand and speak his language. You have to understand like what he needs first and be that for him. And when you are willing to be that for him, he's going to match that like with 110% or 150% of your energy. And she was so right. And that's why she loved taking care of my dad and how like things ran in our household. And I never, and there was, there were never any inequities, never. So remember, but right, and I and I've seen that growing up too, right? But the problem is, people don't know finesse no more, man. They don't, they don't really know that. They don't know. People come right now like this: is who I am. Boom, deal with it. They don't have any softness to them. Like no one has any softness enough to say, okay, let me understand who he is. You know, I've recently had to say that to to, to a woman. I was like, I hear what you're saying, but that's a one-way street. I was like, but there's two people involved in this, so that means it's a two-way. But obviously, what you think is just all the way it. Like, you've thought about, you thought for me, too. Okay. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. But I don't agree with what you're thinking about. But the worst, can I I say, I'm sorry, I guess I just, like, you've triggered something in my mind. Like, I think the worst is when I see women who are trying to infantilize men and control them, like, they don't. Yes. Like they're not these capable. And that's what makes men lazy. But men, she can be a real pretty woman and a man be like, all right, I'm going to let her run her game just so I can have sex with her. Like that's the kind of stuff that's going on out here. No, I know. I wish, I honestly, I wish that the, I wish they would put their foot down because sometimes it's fun. I mean, I love being told no too. Like that's yeah. like super hot. Yeah. <laughs> I love, Absolutely. I love, I love when someone I'm with is like, oh, you're getting out of line. No. When, when someone tells me no, I'm like, oh. right. Oh. You know, right and I'm like, mm. right it's, it's, it's exciting, kind of. I mean, right you know, it's like, oh, shit. He can stand up to me. Like, I yes. love that. You know, like, <laughs> it's hot. Or he's, well, also, but when you trust someone, when you trust your partner, you're like, he sees something I don't. And you, you will, take that and i mean like whoa let me pay attention because i trust him and i know that he he's got a good sound mind and sometimes i can be a little in my emotions and he's just seeing it black and white let me let me figure out what that let me listen to him but again that's self-correction 
realize knowing who you are, right? Knowing the good and the bad and knowing when to interject and when not to interject something. But that takes, again, knowing yourself and knowing how to poeticize yourself in a relationship, no matter what it is. It's just knowing at this time, this part of, of ink is not what needs to come to the table. That could easily come bring this, but I'm not going to bring that part of me. I'm going to leave that part behind. That that can take this to a, to a place that we don't need to go unless they really call for that, but I'm not going to bring that. But it's, it's self-correction, but some people don't know how not to bring that to the table. They're just going to bring it. Boom. Okay, it's here. And it's, um, you know, it's unfortunate. You know, like, I just wish... Men would be men and women would be would be women. I know. Just, I that's, know. That's we are. Doesn't it say, it sound so simple? And how did it how did it get so complicated? I just and I can't like I was a guest on someone's podcast. I'm not gonna say what podcast it was, but I was really looking forward to being on this guy's show and having him on mine. And I was so disappointed. When I was on his show and we've started talking about, I forget how it came up, but he said something about, you know, he kind of started talking about manosphere and this and that and the other. And I said, well, I just can't get behind this, you know, women just trashing men for being men. And I said, I cannot stand the term toxic masculinity. I think it's wrong. I think we need to be very careful with our words. Words have power and you're cultivating something that you don't want ultimately when you say shit like that or when you buy into shit like that. And he came at me like, well, what? Like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, obviously you're a little too soft and feminine. And I, I didn't say that, but I'm thinking that. And I just tried to, you know, I answered the question, but I wasn't expecting him to be that confrontational, you know, it's like when someone invites you on their show, you don't expect a freaking argument. But I, when I got off, I was like, okay, this guy's like, he's a fucking man woman. You know, like he doesn't know he's confused. But the problem is he's watched all these other guys other than Kevin Samuels. He's watched all these fresh and fits and all them who come to argue and be confrontational with women because he couldn't hear that and then just and, and not meet it with aggression. Like he could have easily met that with something different, but he met it with no, aggression. But he thinks, he thinks men are shit too. He's bought into it. I'm like, you're a man. Like, what the fuck? You are so, that's what I'm saying. No, he thinks masculinity is toxic. So let me tell you something. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I'm like, cut your balls off yeah, right now. He's a nut. And he's, get to the back of the bus. He's a nut. You know, I had a, uh, I think a friend of mine, um, she was saying like, you know, Dan, like you're a really good dude, solid dude, blah, blah. And I said, yeah, I said, but at the core, I'm still a man. And as a man, I do have impulses. You know what I'm saying? I can make a, I can make a dumbass man's decision in a heartbeat just because we, we men, it's just opportunity and situations, you know, but of course, you don't, as a thinking man and as and as a calculated man, you try not to put yourself in situations that's going to make you make impulsive decisions. You know what I'm saying? So that's how you protect yourself and protect the other people in your life as well by not doing dumb stuff. You know, when people try to give you too much, I'm like, but I'm still a man. Like, don't get that wrong. Like, 
a woman walking with a big booty and all that, and she coming over here with her femininity and smelling all good, I can make a different decision in a heartbeat that I normally wouldn't make. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's still energy. And I think a lot of women do not understand that if they use their feminine energy, they can get whatever they want. It's not about... That's You just made my point for me. That is what I'm saying. I think that's why I want to say this whole submissive thing. It's like, as women, our strengths lie elsewhere. We're not physically stronger. We're not... But we have, we have gifts that are equal. And if you know how to use them, they ultimately complement a man, bring him to his highest level, and you bring yourself to the highest level. And the problem is everybody's just at these resonating at these super low. The bar is so fucking low. Well, the reason why it's low because everybody's thinking about themselves. Again, you said... One thing that you learned and you're very good at is knowing yourself and wanting to please someone else. People don't look at relationships as first, let me please my partner. They look at it like, what am I getting? So when you come, when you come to the table like that, it's never going to be right. It's never going to be right. And so I've never gotten to a, a relationship with what am I getting out of it? I've always come to bring my best and wanting to see who I'm with be happy. You know what I'm saying? If I can get them into a place they can be happy, then everything else is about to go smooth. Because at least I know I can go out here in the world and deal with all this nonsense. When I get home, that world is great. When that world isn't great, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a tough life to live. I know, because it's very hard to go out there every day and just be in the workforce, do what you got to do, and then... You know, you're fighting all those battles, but you don't want to come home and fight those battles too with your partner. And I think when it's one thing, I mean, I've been very successful in business. I know that world. I understand it. But I also know that it's not better than being in a good partnership and supporting. Like, I don't consider being in a supporting role or, you know, like to my partner a bad thing. Like, fucking love that shit. You know, I love it. I'm like, let me help. If I'm with somebody and if when I, when I wake up, if when I lit, put my feet on the floor at the beginning of the morning, if my first thought isn't how can I help this person have a better day today? Or what can I do to make their life better today? In, in, in any small way, then I'm not on the right course. I'm not, my mind isn't thinking right. If I'm like, competing against him in any way, I need to refocus. I'm wrong. I'm, I need to refocus. That's not right. Right. And equally, you know, as a man, like, why am I arguing with a woman? Why am I finding myself in arguments? Like, why am I really arguing? Shouldn't argue with a woman. But this is a lot of stuff that I hear, guys. Like, even when I'm talking, like the guy at the cutoff, the way he's texting me paragraphs, I'm like, I really don't have that much to say about this. You know, I'm like, yo, like I said what I said. We, I don't agree with you as a man and we're not friends, period. Like yeah. this is over. Like I don't agree with you as a man. So we got fundamental differences, but he's texting me paragraphs. I'm like, yo, I don't. <laughs> I mean, That's seriously. like a woman. <laughs> paragraphs. Paragraphs. Okay. Men don't say it in paragraphs. I don't need that much. Because the whole thing is when I call you, 
when I call you out for the for the for the for the BS that you did, just say my bag. Are you right? I was on some ish stuff, and you you got me. You know, just say yo, I'm I'm sorry. But you go into this whole explanation of why you disrespecting me. Like, no, I don't want to hear that. It's as simple as say your just say your effing sorry for being a little, you know, a little. Oh, boy. Right. And then do you know what? Do you know what I do? You know what I feel is a really good, and this is true because I I use this all the time. Because sometimes as a woman, like like I said, I'll get riled up, right? In my, you know, I'll get I get going on my emotions, and I'll say, "I heard what you said, and I promise to weigh it carefully." That right there gets me out of the situation. It stops the back and forth exchange that really isn't helpful and going anywhere. And it also allows me, and I mean that with sincerity, it allows me the time to step back and say, okay, because like first thing I do, like I said earlier, is I kind of look to myself. I always look to myself like, how are you not in control of yourself right now? How are you, what are you doing to promote this negative situation that you don't like? Because you're in it with that other person before you can, you can't control them, but you can control yourself. And then once I dial that back and the emotion, the high intensity of my emotions come down, I really and literally can sit and say, let me try to digest what they're saying to me and what can I take away from that and what's the message. And and then I can come back, you know, once I get out of my girly, feminine, crazy wildness, I can actually go, you know what? There's some truth in what they're fucking saying, you know? And I, I appreciate that. And it doesn't even mean that you are, you're not admitting fault or shit like that. You're just saying, yeah, you saw something and you were right. And I appreciate that. And I'm going to, I'm going to take that on and I'm going to, that's a value to me. And I want to be a better person moving forward. So I appreciate it. Well, that's a higher level of spirituality and a way of being able to accept critique, whether you agree with it or not and see where you can make corrections in yourself. Sometimes someone can see something that you really didn't see, right? And then you can be like, oh, you know what? Okay, I'm going to make that correction. You know, and maybe it's just with that person, right? Like someone else, it wouldn't even make, make them no, no mind, no never mind, right? So, but it's the ability to take that and not take it so personal and to try to be mindful because you just want everything to be good. But I've realized there's a lot of people that don't. They survive and I'm not even gonna say toxic. They they survive in problems. If there's no problems, they don't feel comfortable. They only right when there's problems. I think that's really interesting. I think a lot of women. I'm friends with obviously a lot of women. I'm a woman. It's that weird little chaos. It's that weird little snarkiness, competitiveness. That it's familiar, and so you want to try to reproduce that in all of the relationships that you're having. And then you'll also drag that into your, you know, male, female relationships. And that repels men because they're like, what is this? Like, now I can't deal with this because it's a way that they'll relate to other females and it doesn't work when you're trying to relate to a man. So think about this. So my father's a Vietnam vet. And every now and again, he would come in, you know, you could obviously tell he was in a fight or something like that. And one day I was like, oh, why are you, uh, why are you always getting in fights? And he was like, you know, the places I go to, you know, just be volatile like that. 
I said, well, why, why don't you just stop going to them places? He said, because ever since Vietnam, I don't feel safe in places that my life ain't threatened. So I'm relating that to when people had drama and trauma in their life, and they never really deal with it, they bringing that everywhere they go. So just so, like through my father's experience, am I realizing how people relate to other people? And when I see a chaotic mind, that person has some trauma and they ain't never got over that. And they dragging it right in here. Like you you can see it because they want this thing that you're like, well, why are you trying to get that out of me? You want drama? You want some craziness. And, and But like how far down that rabbit hole you want to go because things get volatile. And Lord knows we're in a world today where if you'd be a man like men back in the day, your ass going to jail. So. I know. Do you ever listen to Jordan Peterson? I, what, you know what I like about him? I mean, I don't know if you like him or not. I really agree with a lot that he says. And what one of the things that really resonated with me was when he said, I can't remember like what, what the question was before that, but though his answer was, men should be dangerous. Men are dangerous. And that's right. I mean, men can be provoked and driven to points and put in wartime situations where, and you should know that, like that, you know, this is the thing about men. Like they have this in them, they're protectors. They'll, they will risk their lives for that. They'll, They'll sacrifice themselves for you. Yes. Yes. But also, I mean, you do need, it's like, stop trying to like cut off men's balls. They have aggression and protection and defensiveness in them that is what men are about on some levels not not that you operate on that level all the time but this is why but this is why we want men in you know in the military like if the shit hits the fan we're gonna want all these quote-unquote toxic men toxic masculinity and we're gonna look and and there'll be none of those guys around because they've all been transformed into fucking man women or whatever the fuck they you know whatever we've done to them well yeah, and, and i don't want that i don't want that see, i know men can control themselves but i, I know this will be but you should know you're with a man and that if driven to a certain point he will fucking react not on you but up to the level that men can defend and protect that is what they're designed for men have Men have, and it's sexy as fuck, by the way. But women haven't created. Women didn't create this situation. Men have. Yeah, you think so? Men have, because men control what we see on TV. They projecting this shit. It's so funny, and this will be. I know. We'll, we'll, I'm not going to take you down this road tonight, but men have found a way to make men softer, women more aggressive, and then transition into a woman. And took over all the women shit. <laughs> I know. Yeah, right. <laughs> and women right. just let motherfuckers do it. But they strong and assertive and we women rights. And y'all come here and let a man look like a woman and take y'all shit over. It is the most idiotic thing I've seen in just about all my life. And they willingly going with it because there's all this softness and this wokeness, which is okay. But if you're awoke, you don't see what's going on. 
the thing that you've been trying to get away from and stand on your own as a woman or as women, you're now giving that back to men. Just a man look like a fucking woman. It's a wolf in sheep's clothing. And you're giving all that shit back. And sooner or later, they all going to look like men and men going to have everything again. Like, it's the most craziest thing. And women are, women are giving it away. They're giving it away. But they got women so consumed with all this other shit. They got us all consumed by this other stuff. There's way too much going on. We grew up at a time where the TV went off at 11 o'clock. You know what I'm saying? You had to listen to the radio or, or actually you had to actually interact with your family. Like now it's all. No, it was interact with your family because in my house, you know, you only had so many hours of TV, like, which was like one or something during, you know, like really literally, you know, my mom's like, turn that shit off. We're having dinner as a family. We sit and talk about our day. Like that was. And yeah. during the summer when the radio, I mean, when the TV went off, because it went off at, after the news and Johnny Carson, then you get the American anthem. And after that, TV was off right by 12. TV was off. So we had the radio and we had each other during the summer. We up playing board games or whatever. You were interacting with one another. Now TV doesn't go off. You can watch TV in silence. I know. I feel like we're sounding old, but I don't really care. I love traditional family values. I love just, or, or, or just interacting and with people, you know, and not, having my face in a phone and not, like I said, giving a shit about social media. I don't have my own personal social media because my friends and I talk. <laughs> I don't, you know, it's like people say, oh, I just do it oh because goodness. I, I want to keep everybody informed on what I'm doing. I'm like, everybody does not need to know what you're doing. The people that are closest to you will know because you talk to them on a regular basis. know. The people that they, know. The people the that, people that matter know, already know. But the rest of these yahoos don't just, matter. But they're just people I've come across in my life and they're cool, but that doesn't mean they need to know everything about my daily movements. Like when I go on trips, like you you said you said like, Dan, where are you right now? I was like, Well, I'm home, but I was in Brazil when you hit me up. When you when you sent that uh when you texted when you text that there was a picture from Brazil a week before, but I don't post that I'm in Brazil and all this stuff and I'm on the boat now y'all and hey y'all I'm out here like I don't I don't do that but I'm gonna save my pictures to disseminate you know over time but I'm not gonna just broadcast all my moves I want people to know what I'm doing and who I'm doing it with. I know. Let's let's have a let's like let's have a retro throwback to privacy. Like, come on, guys. Like. Keep some shit close to the vest. Not everybody needs to know what your coffee looked like, what your meals look like, um, you know, that you're on this vacation or that vacation. Because quite frankly, the people that matter already know. And the ones that don't, at the end of the day, they don't fucking care anyway. But you know, I, I, I kind of like it. It kind of exposes people for who they are. Like some people, some people do it honestly and some people just do it because they, they just want to be all inclusive. Yeah. And so, I know, love being private. Yeah, I, I, love I love being it. private. Y'all don't need, y'all, people really don't need to know what I'm doing. They really don't. I value it. I value it so much. They, people would hate if they knew the kind of things I was doing. They would hate. They couldn't do nothing but hate. So I keep it to myself. Yeah, I just don't, I mean, that's I why I tell like, them about you. I tell them about you. They're gonna they're gonna hate. 
Huh? I said, that's why I don't tell them about you. Because they're going to hate. They're going to hate on me? What? They're going to hate on you like a mug. Hell yeah. You see, we already got one stalker still coming around. <laughs> oh, don't say it. Beetlejuice. All right, we're going to say it. We ain't going to say Beetlejuice. It. <laughs> like candy man. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. Somehow, I think I came across some of that stuff. I don't know if everybody knows that. That's how we met. That's how, what brought us together was a mutual stalker. Not even a yeah, it was a mutual stalker, right? But it really was stalking my ass. But people just crazy, and that's another thing. People are batshit crazy online. That's why you cannot put everything online. I know, but that's why I don't. I just it's the, like I don't know. It's the strangest thing, and I feel kind of bad because a lot of people that follow the podcast are like, please show yourself and i'm just like it's you don't understand it's not about that it's just not about that like i want the message i want i want people to listen and be able to take away something from it not because they want to follow me i'm not significant enough just if you want to watch somebody who's willing to put it out there and struggle through the sexuality and the highs and the lows and talk about it honestly and you can take something from that that you need, then that's what I'm about. It's not about look at my, and I'll say honestly, like, I guess I don't think I'd be a bad person to follow. Like I'm not, you know, I feel like I'm relatively attracted. I, I stay in good shape. I mean, I'm not ashamed of, I, I feel, I feel like I'm looking pretty good. You know. <laughs> well, I haven't put my sunglasses on yet. We good. What, what does that mean when you put your sunglasses on? Like, I'm not trying to look at you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I didn't know that, but it's like, I don't want to be a body or a face to anyone, you know, or someone look and go, Oh, I want to be like her. I'm not a, I'm not a, even a role model. I'm just, I'm just a person out there. You know, I'm putting it out there. And I, and the fact that there's, there's, it's a faceless, nameless person. I feel like the, my message gets out better that way than you're it the, does. You're the curious girl next door. I'm the curious girl. That's it. That's it. That's it. They don't need a face. They don't. No. Yeah. They don't need to, nope. they don't need to look up my vagina. They don't need to, they don't need to see my boo. <laughs> Your boo. And you know what? Isn't that kind of like interesting? Like if I'm your boo, I'm your boo. Yes. I don't belong to the world. I belong to you. Exactly. No one knows you. Perfect. There we go. There we All go. right. I think that's a, I think we should end it on that. We will. On that. We will. But you know what? We need to do this more often because I actually miss this. So listen, I want to do one for on my podcast. Okay. I okay. want to do one on, on something you touched on we didn't talk about tonight. Cuck holding. Oh, I got a lot to say about that. I, and I, I don't know much about it other than what Ooh. I think I know about it. But I know you have way more information due to what, something that you said to me today. So let's let's do, we'll get together on mine and do that. Yeah. Yes. I love that. And so, okay. So that people can listen to it when we do it, tell everybody where they can find you. They can find me as Sir INQ on Facebook, on Instagram, and on YouTube. YouTube. And they can always email me at Sir INQ09 at gmail.com. All right. There you go, everybody. Let me just tell you 
This is a real man, a great guy, a friend, and we have been at this podcasting thing together for a long time. We met under highly unusual circumstances. You guys got to go check him out. Somebody that I really love and respect, Sir Inc. Thank you so much again for being on the show. Everybody, you know where you can find me, of course, as usual. Go to thecuriousgirldiaries.com. I love your voicemails. I have a ton of them right now that I need to get through. Sorry, I took I took a little time over the summer. I got a little behind, but I'm getting through them. Go to thecuriousgirldiaries.com. Click on the pink tab on the right-hand side. You have five minutes. Let it rip. I get back to each and every one of you personally. There you go, guys. Everyone stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe. Love you guys. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like what you hear, refer me to a friend. And make sure you're following me on social media. Also, go to the website, thecuriousgirldiaries.com, and join my subscribers-only list for access to exclusive content. And as usual, questions or comments, you can always email me at curiousgirl at thecuriousgirldiaries.com.